0: Sorry, I screamed. Hello, and welcome to. The V Single Podcast. Uh, welcome back, or if you're new, hello, hi, welcome, welcome. Uh, my name is Allison Stevenson. I am your host of this podcast that is about uh, dating and singledom and romance and whatever else, everything in between, uh, situationships, you name it. I'm an expert on those, an, a forced expert. I didn't, I didn't want to be an expert, but society has forced me to be an expert on on situationships um so yeah this is this is that welcome welcome um few things up top i just want to say thank you to people who reached out to me about uh last week's episode i appreciate everything all the feedback um mostly good all good okay so not to toot my own horn, but, uh, yeah, yeah, everything's been good, uh, and I appreciate those who have bad thoughts who didn't reach out to me, I appreciate that, um, anyway, I kind of wanted to, like, I kind of got a little paranoid, because, (laughs) like, after I recorded that episode, I started working on a piece that I'm taking forever to write, but I'm working on a piece for my newsletter, um, which you can subscribe to, uh, if you haven't um I have this newsletter where I you know kind of do what I'm doing here, but in writing form, and um I'm kind of interested right now in exploring loneliness and in particularly how loneliness is expressed between uh men and women differently um and I know that's like a very heteronormative like cisgendered way of of looking at things, but you know um i just think overall like just in very general terms i'm kind of interested in i guess because i was i was thinking about incels and um you know the differences of how cuz like that's such it's a very male dominated community right Uh, men are typically incels and so what's the female version of that and I was thinking about incels because I kind of have a stand-up bit that I've been doing lately where I kind of joke that I'm an incel I actually have two bits like (laughs) um but you know the joke is like but you know I fuck or whatever um and basically, the real point of that, it, it, and try, watch it on stage. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do the bit. But basically, like the joke is, I'm an incel who fucks. Ha ha ha. Okay. So, um I did get to thinking of like, okay, but wait, what is like a female version of this? And I, I, I didn't really think there was one until I, I started doing some research. And I, I'm sure some of you probably already know about this, but there is, there is a, a femcel, femcel community. Um. And they do actually have differences uh, from the incel community. And it's it's interesting to me because, like, fem cells are also, like, this online community where they're very uh, lonely and sad and desperate to, like, attract a mate. And it, it does have a lot of similarities to incels in that way where they're, like, obsessive about being, um, attracting, like... A partner you know um, but I think some of the differences are and you know I'm still I'm still learning and researching but what I'm gathering uh, the overarching differences are between like the male in in cell <laughs> can't talk okay the male in cell and the f- female fem cell um, is basically fem cells it's not really about sex the way that it is for an in cell um, I think, and that kind of makes sense, and is obvious, but um, they're also a lot more inward, and self-critical. While incels are a lot more angry, and, uh, outward, and blame outward forces more than uh, turn inward, the way that the femcel community does. Um, but what's interesting is that, at the end of the day, they're both obsessed with looks. Fem cells are particularly obsessed with having, like, an ideal physical form, being, like, a, a having an ideal standard of beauty and trying to fit that standard of beauty. Wanting to be this very specific, specific kind of beauty that they have created in their minds that is, like, the one type of beauty that you can be. Um, and I, I find that so interesting. Um... And then I got kind of paranoid because I was like, damn, I was I saying some fem cell stuff last week where I was like, like, oh, how I am mean, you don't know what it's like? Stop saying you're intimidating. Like, <laughs> you don't know what real rejection's like, you know, I don't, I didn't want it to come off. I didn't want to insinuate anything femcelly about what I said last episode. Please <laughs> do not uh, take it for anything like that. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I do hate that overall, like, when we talk about these things uh, like beauty and attraction and, you know, we kind of do have to talk about it in a societal sense and, and say things like conventional beauty or, like, what's... Because cause society has created beauty standards, you know, and that's just the reality of it. And, and even with these, like, the femcel and the incel community, like there's little ounces of truth of stuff that they're saying, you know, that just the way that they proliferate it and um, turn to kind of this very wretched kind of anger about it and uh, kind of view it as, as like a a problem that's just this one thing that needs to be fixed. You know, that's the danger of it. But, you know, there there is an inkling of like truth to the idea that you know we've all been conditioned to uh, think of beauty as just like pretty much one type of thing you know we think of like a thin body as being more beautiful than a fat body and that's it makes it hard to think of a fat body as beautiful on a societal level but personally I don't think that and I know a lot of people personally don't feel that way and that's kind of what I was trying to get at where it's like you know, and you are treated differently. <laughs> like, these are all things that have some truth to them, right? But, you know, when you when you say that it's all about looks, or when you say that it's all about one thing, you, and you're unable to, to take any accountability, you're unable to try and look at other factors that might be the reason for what your situation is, for what's ailing you, bothering you, um that's where it's dangerous and that's where it's not healthy you know because it's never just one thing no matter what the problem is i'm not not just in dating not in just attraction not in anything most things in life there are multiple factors going on into like why something may not be working out for you and you know to even make it on like a more external to even go like sometimes You're frustrated about something not working out and it's the universe being like, this isn't meant for you, you know. And I'm starting to believe more in that as I get older and as I, like, teach myself more things about, you know, just kind of, like, having patience and understanding that, like, and I'm not trying to get too woo-woo, but, like, I really do think that the universe does have your best interest in heart if you just kind of, like, trust more. And like not trying to force what's that saying a, a round hole in a no a square peg in a round hole right I, sometimes if something's not happening the way you want it to it's for a reason you have to trust that if you just kind of stop obsessing over it and thinking about it like it'll work itself out or that's just the universe telling you like this is not something that's meant for you move on to something else you know um, and even I would say like in these incel and cell communities it's like when you only want to say that it's because you're not beautiful or because you know you're not hot or whatever you're not looking at other factors like you know your how good are you at speaking to people are you outgoing are you confident you know, what are you? What's your? Are you socially and uh, intelligent? Do you know how to socialize and be around other people? Where do you live? Are you in a rural area where there aren't a lot of people your age around you? You know, there's just so many factors that can go into these things that immediately get overlooked. Um, because you're in a community an online community that's feeding this idea that it's only because you're not this peak physical form and with the incel community it's like women are bitches <laughs> you know like feminism is killing the you know is ruining men or whatever um and yeah i, I guess what i was trying to get at last week was just collectively, men, women, thin, fat, whatever, if we all just kind of like take rejection at face value, understand rejection and not try to question it, not try to be so fragile and so emotionally broken by it every time it happens, um, you know, and not to obsess over it in a way where you know we just need it to be anything other than than what it is um it it will get easier to handle over time like I can handle rejection now so much better than I could a long time ago um like especially my early 20s even my mid-20s um like I'm I'm just so whatever about it now. I'm like, okay, whatever. They weren't into it. And no matter what it is, I'm like, yeah, maybe they think I'm ugly. Maybe I'm not hot enough for them. Whatever. Or, oh, maybe they think I'm annoying. Or they hate my social media presence. Whatever. Whatever it is, I just don't care anymore. Because it's like, I'm not going to change myself in any of these ways. So, once you just acknowledge, like, and I think, yeah, this was all I was trying to get out Was just like, accept that you are not attractive to someone. And I guess further what I was trying to say was just like that might be harder for people who are not, you know, (laughs) that might be harder for certain people who are told that by society that, you know, your attractiveness is probably the most important. And if you're fitting that stereotype of what, you know, societal attractiveness is, maybe it's a little harder for you to digest that someone's not attracted to you. You know what I mean? That's I guess that's all I was trying to say. Um but it's really fine. And again, the universe is looking out for you. Just trust in it. Don't don't force something with someone who ultimately is not the one for you. If it's a struggle, that's not the one, you know? And I know I'm not that we've all we all know this. We all know this. Um, shit. <laughs> but yeah, I um I'm gonna do more research into uh, the fem cell and cell world, and I'm gonna be writing something kind of about it, because my my interest too, also my version, I guess, of, of thinking and talking about these things is, um. You know, what's what's it called when you're? Cause I'm not obviously, I'm not a fem cell. Okay, y'all, please do not. I'm not a fem cell. Um. I guess, you know, if it's going to be like a stand-up bit, I would say I'm like a femme slut, right? Like, it's it's not, the problem isn't getting laid. The problem is never getting laid. I can get laid right now. I could just, someone would come to my house in 20 minutes, you know? Like, the problem isn't sex or just attracting someone, you know? I can attract plenty of guys. The problem is attracting a guy that I want to date. Who also wants to date. What do you call that? And I guess that's the meat of what I'm going to get into this episode. Where it's like, I do kind of want to talk about the different things that I kind of am juggling when I'm thinking about these. Um, But yeah. That's kind of what I want to explore. It's female loneliness when you're not lonely. <laughs> um, or you know it's like this not an inability to attract someone but an inability to keep them. Like I'm still trying to figure out how exactly to word this but I think hopefully you get what I'm saying where it's like you know I can fuck whoever I want right now but Finding a boyfriend, a life partner. That's the part that's not happening, and like, what what is that, you know? Um. So femme slut, I guess, is the uh, term I'm going to use for it. Um, anywho, I really quickly though, I'll just give some updates before I dive into this stuff. Um really quick updates. I, uh, I've i been talking. I've been swiping. Uh, I actually have two dates lined up. I have a date tonight and I have a date tomorrow and um, I'm looking forward to both of them actually. So I'm like okay, things are, the tides turn in a little. Um, One of them I mentioned last week, who was like out of town, but in town now. I'm meeting him tonight. Another one I matched with on Tinder, but like, I kind of know him IRL, like not very well, but like we've met. So I'm like, I like that too. Like that's nice. It's not a total stranger. Like those are good vibes. And they've both been very like good at texting and like responsive and eager to like hang out like initiating so i'm i'm okay i'm looking for i'm actually believe it or not i'm optimistic um about both which what a fun rom-com that would be huh um or hey maybe i'll finally have two boyfriends at the same time (laughs) from none to two okay um no i guess actually i I do want to say like both of them want to have like conversations through texting and I <laughs> I worry that I come across too like uninterested or like curt in a way that's like she's not into it because I just I fucking hate texting so much I don't want to have conversations over text and it's like I it's honestly it's the physicality of it like my fat thumbs on these fucking phones. These I gotta fix my words. Like it literally will hurt my thumbs too. Like it's actually physically painful to text. If you're texting a lot. Like I fucking hate typing on these stupid phones. Especially we need to bring buttons back on cell phones. I feel like what, the best phone I ever had in my life. In high school. The best no phone will ever compare to the fucking sidekick why did we let that go why did we stop that sidekick oh my god it was incredible and that oh that keyboard it was just like horizontal and you could press real buttons and it was just so much easier to type if i had a sidekick right now i would have i would be sending you essays over text message you know what i mean like oh my god that would be great but no, there's this stupid touchscreen. Every word is spelled wrong and you gotta fix it. And there's auto, you know, like it'll change things automatically and it fucking hurts. And I don't wanna look at my screen that much. And I just, I hate texting. And I feel bad because, like, I do wanna hang out with these people and, like, talk to these people, but I'm just like, ugh. Like, and they, they'll ask me, like, five questions, like, send me a paragraph with, like, five different questions I got to answer and I just like I don't want to answer as many questions so I'll just like I'll answer one out of the five <laughs> and be like okay well like let's just hang out <laughs> or whatever or be like you what about you and like kind of just hope we don't circle back to the other shit because I'm just like ugh, don't make me type on my fucking phone I hate typing on my phone uh if you see anything long for me Like on an Instagram caption or like anything. It's because I copied and pasted it from my laptop. I hate typing on my phone. Don't make me do it. I don't want to fucking do it. And yeah, I'm worried that I come across as like kind of bitchy or like not into it. Because I'm just like giving you like three word answers. But it's like I promise you. I just and I take forever to respond to because I'm not looking forward to typing. So I'm like, I just hope you don't think that this is me not having an interest. (laughs) But I I didn't say that. I'm, you know, I'm just trying my best to participate in the activity of texting as much as I hate it. Um, But yeah, (laughs) texting. but It's like, I don't If you're trying to have a whole conversation... Like let's just pick up the phone and call and talk over the phone. I, I can't do long conversations. Like I like like a check in, like oh hey how you doing thinking of you and that's it, you know. Or like, let's hang out again. I like texts that have a point a purpose. Are we making a plan? Okay, we're just. T- are you gonna what? Are you gonna do this? Da-da? Like I like I like texts that have. A, a point to them. Not just uh, meandering, like, waiting two days to hear back, uh, you know, how was your New Year's? Like, I I don't, no. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> God, it just, it physically hurts. It's physically painful to text. We don't talk about this enough. My thumbs, my thumbs are in pain. Um... So yeah, I am I am looking forward to these dates and something nice that did happen, I, I see it as a green flag, you know, obviously I don't know this person yet, but I will just mention this. I did like, there was a question I asked or something, I can't remember the details, but I didn't hear back until late at night and his response was just like, hey, I just got out of something, it ended really late. Um, But, you know, I'm just texting you to let you know that I I saw your message and I'll text you tomorrow. And I read that in the morning and I was like, oh, like that's actually, that's such a subtle green flag, like good positive sign about a person that I was actually like, that's, that's very, It, it gave him more extra points. Like, yeah wow, look at that. You just responded. And even though it's not a response, you're just saying something to let the other person know, like, I'm not ignoring you. I'm thinking of you still. And I'll text you again in the morning when it's not super late at night. That's fantastic. And that's such a small thing that anyone can do. Instead of, and even I'm guilty, like, I'll just be like, I'll respond tomorrow. And I don't think to be like, I saw this. Letting you know I'll respond tomorrow. Like, I should do that more. We should all be doing that. Men, do that more. Also you, you know. I, th- I just, saw, I, I found that to be such a, like, subtle and small thing that, like, really spoke, it said a lot about who, like, this person might be. Like, the type of person that he might be Um, very caring and attentive, you know. The, those are, like, the qualities that that kind of action speaks to, right? Um... So yeah. Anyway. Now let's get into oh, the Femme slut. <laughs> it feels like I'm saying fembot. Um Austin Powers shout out. Um Okay, because look, I there's something that I do kinda wanna like explore in, in conversation here and um and I've definitely like we all know I've been in therapy for a long time and I, I just I do wanna dissect my patterns and my behaviors and i do want to take accountability for things that i am doing wrong when it comes to dating and finding a partner and it's just so hard because sometimes i truly feel like i'm i'm being gaslit (laughs) you know like when i'm hearing or being told, like, maybe you're too picky, or maybe your standards are too high, or, you know, maybe you're the one who's really unavailable and doesn't want a relationship. You know, I understand. I do understand conceptually, and I even understand that I have, like, some childhood PTSD, some, like, you know, inner child, like, attachment wounds, for sure... Like, I'm very aware of certain things and certain activities and actions that I do that uh, harm me in my dating life that definitely, you know, don't help. But overall, overall though, I I do feel like it's just so frustrating because, like, I can't seem to... And I don't know how to say it in a way that doesn't sound... Like, God, because I, I don't want to talk in absolutes, but it's just like, I promise you I'm not that picky. Like, I promise you, I my standards aren't too high. They're just standards. And it just frustrates me so much to feel like because I, I want certain things in a partner that that's me kind of like, you know... Doing self-sabotage. And I don't think it's crazy. To like want certain things. That you know. People tell me that I need to let go of. Like these are not things that you absolutely need. In a partner. And it's like. I'll give you an example. Okay I'll give you this. I remember if you listen. If you listen to the old iteration of a single. Uh, there was like a good year and a half there. Where I had a boyfriend. I was. Not single. Uh, And. It was great. It was a great relationship. For the most part. I had this wonderful boyfriend. Who was just. He did everything a good boyfriend should. He was super attentive. You know. He was. Just a wonderful partner. And. I really needed it. Like. That was a point in my life. Where like. I fucking needed to have that. And that's why I got into it. Okay. I lowered a lot of my standards to be with that person. And this isn't a dig at him. I still think he's a wonderful guy. But so many things that I wanted in a lifelong partner, or a long term partner, he did not possess a lot of those qualities. And I knew that the whole time. I knew when we started dating, I was like, this isn't the kind of person that I want to ultimately be with. Uh, But I kind of subdued a lot of those because I was like, my desire to just be in any sort of relationship overpowered that. And we had a, a good run. It was like a year and a half and I I could have kept it going a lot longer, you know. But I just knew intuitively that, like, this wasn't the person for me. Like, this wasn't the person I was meant to be with. And I probably could have let that relationship last another year, another two, another three. And who knows? Maybe Maybe some stuff that I was hoping would change about him would change, you know. But then it's like... You know, do you, is that how these things should work? Is that you, you just kind of take someone and, and this is even advice my mom told me because I was like, some of the complaints I had about him, I was like, he's like not super motivated. He doesn't really have any like goals in life. He's not pursuing anything big. And, you know, I know that that isn't what should matter, but it matters to me and that's something that's important to me like i want somebody who is as driven as i am to pursue and accomplish things in life and you know my mom said well you can you can make him like that and i'm like i don't want to make somebody like that if that's not his mo if that's not if that's something that he feels i'm making him do how is that you know even if For you know somehow it does end up good it's like I don't want to put that kind of effort I don't want to put that kind of force into somebody especially if that's clearly not what they want to do and feel like they have to do it to keep me around and so there were just a lot of things like that where it's like okay yeah theoretically like I can tell you that these are my terms for us to stay together and you can try and meet them and I even did do that a little bit where I was like you should definitely be in therapy like you definitely need to figure some stuff out Um, you should try to have a little bit more of your own life a little bit more of your own social life things like that but it got to a point where I was just like I'm not trying to like mold someone to be who I want them to be I want someone who's already pretty damn molded you know like and it goes to what I was saying you can't force a square peg in a round hole unless you are just okay with that square peg being jammed into that round hole and (laughs) maybe the hole now is broken and pieces have gone flying and you could make it work if you really fucking try. If you get a hammer, you know? You take that thing to town and the square gets a little more round and the <laughs> the hole gets a little more square, you know? Sure, that could work, but that's a forced fit. That's not a perfect fit. That's not a right fit. That's a fit that you just drilled in and you made it happen. Um, which I don't like. What a fun little metaphor that i just extended and made a bunch of weird uh, extra metaphors for but um yeah if i did that again i know i could have a partner right now i know i could be in a partnership right now and that's a lot of what i'm being met with and and i just don't know how to explain this to people who maybe don't understand because they get into relationships all the time or like they don't have the same kind of issues that I have or even like my therapist who I don't think fully understands what I'm trying to get at a lot of the time where it's just like I promise you I am NOT being (laughs) I'm not being unavailable I'm not being secretly unavailable like I'm really just not meeting people who I feel would be the right partner for me and when I do occasionally Well, they don't want to be in a relationship. And I I just don't know. Like, I'm not seeking that out. And it, it bugs the hell out of me. Maybe I am. I'm willing to acknowledge, perhaps. But I really don't feel like I am. I really don't feel like I'm intentionally attracted to unavailable guys. That it's somehow something that I'm doing. But I do understand how that can be the conclusion. I completely understand it. But I'm telling you, like, and usually when I'm meeting guys who I think would be good partners, it's from the apps. And this is where I know my fault lies, okay? It is from the apps, largely. And they are usually guys who just got out of a relationship. Which is why they don't want to be in another one. So it's not like they're incapable of being in relationships. It's that they just don't want to be in another one at the moment. And I'm always finding guys who are just out of something. (laughs) Who were obviously great partners when they were partners. And were definitely like a good catch when they were in that state of mind. But I guess because I'm on the apps. I'm usually meeting the ones who are either single for a long time. And they they got their own bullshit going on, or they're just out of something, and like they're like, I just want to slut around and like not have any serious attachment. Um, and I do like yes, that is a problem that I need to fix. Where I I do need to find a place, a way. I need to pit on people in person more, and I'm terrified of doing that. I don't. I'm not good at that. Or kind of just be off the apps and see what comes my way. But look, I'm on the apps and I have two dates and they both seem like cool interesting people and it might they might be good. So, you know, I'm not saying like it's it's tough. This is tough. It's all, there's just so many pros and cons to everything. And uh, you know maybe maybe I am a little picky. Like maybe my standards are higher than others. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I understand being picky in a way that's detrimental. Like, if you're like, you know, I only date blondes. Or like, they've gotta, like, look like this and be like this, you know. And you're unwilling to Lower your... You know, they've got to be a millionaire. <laughs> you know, like... Stuff that's like... Okay, you're not... You're probably not going to meet that person. Who fits, like... 80 million standards that you have. Of, like... Very... Largely superficial things. Um, For me, it's... I don't care that much about looks. Like... Obviously, I need to be attracted to them. But I... I'm all over the place when it comes to attraction. I'm attract- attracted to all different kinds of people. And the more I get to know someone, if I like their personality and we get along, like the bec- they become more attractive to me physically. For me, it's not even like attract it's not attractiveness, it's not the physical. I think I just like I really want somebody who And I'm trying, you know, I used to be that person where it's like, we got to like the same movies and music and we've got to like, like, I don't care as much about that anymore either. Like, I'm I'm letting, I'm shedding that part of me that's like, yeah, he's got to be punk and like, he's got to like, you know, know all these things that I know about these different genres and subgenres of like 80s power pop, you know, like I, I, no, I don't care anymore if, if that's the case either. Okay, that was, that was very old Allison okay but I do think that I need to like I I need to have some level of respect for the things you like (laughs) and I would absolutely be turned off if you liked certain things that were just abysmal and I think that's okay because that you know art matters to me art is my life you know so I think that's okay So, yeah, you have to have somewhat good taste and be interested. And I just like artistic people. I'm an artistic person, you know. Like, I'm not attracted to, like, doctors and lawyers and dentists. I'm not attracted to, like, that kind of guy. I'm attracted to, like, musicians and writers and, you know, just people that I feel I have more in common with, you know. And, yeah, somebody who's, like, smart and conversational and you know not combative but willing to have like deep discussions and explore different viewpoints of things like all of my standards are things that you know to me th- this stuff isn't being picky but i'm told that it's me being picky you know what i mean like <laughs> i want to banter i want you-, you need to be smart you need to be smart and and have good comebacks and like joke around with me and and have an elevated sense of humor like understand sarcasm and when to do it when not to do it like be outgoing and like have your own social life and your own friend groups and but still hang out with mine and and that is really important to me somebody who can hang with my friends my ex could not hang with my friends and it was really awkward and i hated that because i would end up going to things without him because i he was like a liability. (laughs) Like, I would have to, like, drag him, and if I dragged him with something, he would, like, have to be with me the whole night, and couldn't, like, talk to people on his own. Like, that's important to me. And I, I just, I resent the, the notion that that's me being too picky. You know? I don't, I don't think it is. And if it is, sue me. Like, fine, fuck it. I'm picky, but None of that stuff's changing. So I don't know. And that's not to say... Like, I know that there are things about me that I need to work on still. And there's always going to be something that we all need to work on about ourselves. Even if we do a lot of healing and a lot of growth, like, it never ends. There's always more healing and always more growth that can be done. Um... And that's what I want in a partner, too. Like, somebody who's open to doing that and acknowledging that as well and looks inward and is, you know, also a bit intuitive and also, you know, they don't have to be a mirror of me. Like, they don't have to be a carbon copy of me. That's not what I'm trying to say. But just similarities in these facets of life and could maybe even teach me a thing or two, which I hate to admit I could learn something from a man, but... I'm open to it. Like, are, are these crazy desires? And it's just so, and I, I, why is that so hard to find? I meet a lot of men who aren't boring. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. I hate to put it this way. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's tough. It's so tough. Because, like, when I do meet someone who's, like, smart and interesting, they're not available. <laughs> the ones who are available, it's k- kind of boring. <laughs> not great to talk to or hang out with. Or, like, you know. Yeah, I'm like, there's no banter. There's no. God, like just these things that, you know, maybe I'm too rom-com pilled, but I'm like and I'm talking like my rom-coms that are, like I love like a good like a like a like a Albert Brooks or like a Woody Allen type of, you know, I know it was canceled, whatever, but like those those rom-coms from the 70s were so formative for me and I think that if I'm guilty of anything, it's that I too greatly want somebody who is as Uh, isn't erotic the word? I don't know. But who is as talkative (laughs) and as um, funny? Like, I don't even know what that is. But who meets that vibe. So, yeah. As, uh, I don't want to say neurotic. But I sure okay. But you know, just has that same kind of ability to dissect and a good conversationalist. I get maybe I, I'm very I and I I've shed a lot of like That kind of, you know, thinking that I need to have a beautiful, idyllic romance like you would see in a romantic comedy, but, uh, or, you know, the tropes of rom-coms have really fucked a lot of us up, where, you know, we sometimes misconstrue certain behaviors to be like, oh, you're secretly in love with me, you know, like, just like in this movie or whatever. Like, I don't, none of that is part of my thinking anymore, but, God, I just, I want my little... Not pedophilic, Woody Allen. <laughs> oh no! I sh- should I cut that? <laughs> Not pedophile. The the a good chaotic good Woody Allen. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you guys. I think that's that's it for today. I I'm glad actually that I ran out of time because that means there's definitely stuff to talk about next episode. I I want to talk about this book that I found. Uh, if anybody actually wants to. I haven't read all of it. I've read like a few of the first few chapters, Um, but it's called Relationship Strategies. I think it's from like the 90s, Uh, the E&P attraction. And it was, it was, I'm not saying that it's a good book. Um, I just think it's interesting. So if anybody wants to pick it up, you could probably find it like, I don't know, on eBay. I found it at a used bookstore. Um, It does look interesting. By John Kappas, who uh, I think he was like a hypnotist who was married to Florence Henderson of the Brady Bunch. And she like wrote the introduction, I think. Yeah, introduction by Florence Henderson. Uh, again, you know, I don't think this guy is an authority. I don't, I don't think he's super legit. Like he might be a bunch of bullshit. But um, if you want to check it out. And then we can talk about it next episode. Um, it's it's called E&P Attraction. And, it, and, it, and I'll just give you a brief... Um, just a brief hint uh, where he kind of like puts people in two categories of being a physical sexual personality or an emotional sexual personality. And uh, navigates those two different kinds of people and their personalities and what they're attracted to. And there's even like a little quiz that he has to find out if you are um, a uh, emotional or physical, sexual person. Uh, and I believe I took the quiz. I, I forgot my results. I think I came out as... well. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Look at that. I'm already diving into it. Um, so yeah, that'll that's a little hint for what we're going to dive into next episode. And again you can email the single podcast at gmail.com or you can dm message on the single pod uh, on instagram i'm allison stevenson and i'm signing off till next time